I truly believe that if we keep telling the Christmas story, singing Christmas songs, and living the Christmas spirit, we can bring joy and happiness and peace to this world. Norman Vincent Peale My mom loved Christmas music so much I did an awful lot of it. Johnny Mathis Welcome to Ani CC Talks About It. I'm your host, Ani CC. In this podcast, we're diving into the recesses of my mind and exploring whatever piques my interest. If it's been in my thoughts or touched my feelings, we're going to talk about it. Not only do we talk about whatever is on my mind, but I also dig into the nitty gritty details. Yep, that means researching and exploring insightful articles about the topic. Get ready. I'm going to talk about it now. Hey, Festive Pod fam. We are jingling all the way today. Welcome back to the 12 Days of Christmas podcast series. We talked about the Christmas movies in episode seven. Well, it's time to talk about the Christmas music. Today, we are talking about Christmas music. And uh, um, if I sound a little weird today, it's because I'm not in my little closet studio. Sorry, I'm being lazy today and I am recording from my bed. I know that's the epitome of lazy. I am just so tired. Um, You know, we get tired with everything we have to do for Christmas anyway, but then um, we factor in working, we factor in other things that we're doing outside of getting prepared for the holiday. And for me, I challenged myself to do the 12 Days of Christmas podcast series and I was doing good. And then I just got super tired. And so um, I'm a little behind. Forgive me for that. I'm going to catch up today. So today you'll be hearing episode um, eight, and you'll be hearing it on Thursday instead of Wednesday. And I'm sorry for that, but we're going to get back on track and hopefully we'll get the rest of these episodes out to you on time because the challenge was on Friday, the 22nd, and we're going to continue a daily episode um, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Christmas Day, Monday. So we got to get back on track. And I thank you so much for joining us. And I thank you for your patience. And I appreciate you just tuning in. So like I said, today, we're going to talk about um, Christmas music. So grab your cup of cocoa and let's embark on this musical sleigh ride together. Have you been listening to Christmas music on the radio in your car or on your phone or anywhere else? They are playing it at the mall, all of that. I love Christmas music. It's one of my favorite things to listen to, um, my favorite types of music to listen to. And I have been known to start listening to Christmas music in August or September. This year I did not. The last few years I haven't. Um, but I just love Christmas music. It just puts me in a really good mood. So I think what I will subscribe to for next year is if I need to be in a good mood, I'm just going to put on some Christmas music. So here's the main thing I want you all to remember. Most of the Christmas music is the same few songs. It's just presented in different ways and different genres of music. And a lot of people think, oh, this is a new song because some new artist did it. It's not. It's been around for a long time. And today 
we are going to talk about how long some of these Christmas songs have really been around. But before we get into talking about how long these Christmas songs have been around, let's talk about caroling. Have you ever gone caroling? Have carolers ever stopped by your house? I don't think I've gone caroling. My nephew has always talked about wanting to go, um, wanting to go caroling. I, I have never done it. I do believe my daughter was invited to go caroling with some neighbors as a child. It's been so long ago. I might be remembering it incorrectly. I'll have to talk to her and, and see if she remembers because that was a long time ago. But, um, as far as going house to house, I don't think it's something people really do anymore. You might see carolers at a Christmas festival or a Christmas party or something like that. Years ago, um, where I work, we had holiday parties for our guests and different holiday events. And we had Christmas carolers come there for the event to make it look more festive. Anyway, where does caroling come from? Well, according to an article on yesterdaysamerica.com, titled The Little Known History of the Caroling Tradition. An early version of caroling dates back to the 13th century. It didn't involve Christmas or even singing. In its earliest days, wassailing involved people going house to house, giving out well wishes during the colder months. Wassail derives from an Old Norse word which translates to be well and in good health. I did not say what the word is because, honey, it was complicated to say. And I, I, woo, we're going to, we're going to talk about some of these other words that are in French and I don't speak French. But anyway, let's get back to wassailing. The sayings of good wishes eventually, um, the sayings of good wishes eventually morphed into a song. Here we come a wassailing. And today that tune is better known as We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I find this odd because they are actually two separate songs. Um, I don't know if you all have heard both, but to me they don't sound anything like. I like We Here We Come a Wassailing, and I also like We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I, I, I find that weird. Maybe I'm wrong, but... From what I remember, they're two separate songs. Anyway, in some places, wassail was also commonly used to describe a hot and thick spiced beverage given to travelers during the winter to keep them warm. If the drink sounds familiar, it's not a coincidence. This medieval spiced drink is the great, 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 I think I said three greats, grandfather of the modern classic eggnog. Now, I used to make wassail for Christmas every year, but it was more like a spiced cider and not this thick stuff that they were talking about. I'll have to see if there's an, um, something for that, like a recipe somewhere for this thick stuff that they're talking about. Anyway, um, maybe I'll make wassail for Christmas Eve this year. I haven't made wassail in a while. I used to make it all the time. I don't, I don't know why I stopped making it. Probably because I was usually working on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and it was just a lot of work. But um, I'm not working this year, so maybe I'll make some wassail for me and the boys for Christmas Eve. Um, but 
I also enjoyed the song, Here We Come a Wassling, like I said. The article goes on to say, singing remained separate from Christmas until St. Francis Assisi began incorporating similar sayings and songs of well wishes in his Christmas services. He encouraged the members of his church to embrace music during the holiday season. St. Francis's method was uh, a hit, and soon enough people began taking the songs home to enjoy their uh, to enjoy with their families. So let's get into these traditional Christmas songs. What is the oldest Christmas song? Well, according to oldest.org, Jesus refusit omnium which translate to Jesus, Light of All Nations, is often cited as the oldest Christmas song in the world. Although it isn't widely known today, like many of the first songs, it is a Christian hymn. It was composed in Latin by St. Hilary of Poitiers sometime in the 4th century. What is the oldest Christmas song we are still singing today? Well, let's find out. According to an article by L. Andra Warner on northernwilds.com titled Christmas Carols from Medieval to Modern Day, the oldest popular Christmas carol we are singing today is The Friendly Beast, a song created more than 900 years ago. The song was written by an unknown author in France in the 12th century and set to the melody of the Latin song Orientis Partibus. It's uh, it's about animals surrounding Jesus at the nativity scene. It wasn't until 1920 that the English version was written by Robert Davis and has been sung by artists like Garth Brooks and Johnny Cash. I had never heard of this song, so I went to go find it on YouTube, and I did. I found Garth Brooks' version, and um, I feel like I actually. Once I listened to it, I feel like I probably heard parts of it before. Weird. I don't recall hearing the whole song, but when I was listening to it, it sounded familiar to me. So maybe I have heard it and didn't know that's what it was. I found another article on Stacker.com by Lauren Liebhaber, and it's titled Classic Christmas Songs That Are More Than 100 Years Old. When I was looking over the list, It was amazing to see all of these familiar songs and to see how far back they go. Um, I'm going to share the ones that everyone most likely have heard many times before. The list from Stacker is of Christmas songs released before 1920 and explores the origins of these pieces. Many of these songs were created out um, out of a chance collaboration between artists spanning time and space. A clergyman pens a hymn, and years later, a composer resurrects these words and sets them to a melody. It may come as no surprise, then, that what people consider to be Christmas classics are among the most covered Christmas songs of all time. Silent Night, for example, had 137,315 recordings, according to a 2017 Billboard report. That's a lot of times. So, again... Like I was saying, a lot of these traditional or classic Christmas songs that we know have been recorded over and over and over again by different artists. And some of them do it in different genres of music from country to rock to 
pop to soul to jazz to just instrumental. So these songs are not new. They're just have a different twist on them. And there are songs that artists do that are just their particular Christmas song. But today we're talking about the classics. Here are a few of the songs from that list. I'm not going to talk about all of them. Um, Check out the website for the full list. I'll put the link in the comments section um, when I do the post about this episode on on Instagram at AniCC. So, Joy to the World dates back to 1719. Joy to the World was originally written as a hymn by Isaac Watts. Watts' adaptation of Psalm 98 interprets Christ as the king of the church and as the king of the world. Joy to the World is one of the most recorded Christmas songs of all times. Old Come All Ye Faithful from 1751. The exact origins of this popular carol are unknown, but it is most often credited to John Francis Wade, originally written and printed in Latin as a Deste Fidelis. It is uh, it first appeared in Wade's 1751 collection Cantus de Verse. And I love the Latin version, a Deste Fidelis. A day fidelis. I am no singer, so. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite versions. The Twelve Days of Christmas, 1780. This numeric carol was originally published in England in 1780 in a children's book called Mirth Without Mischief. And we talked about this before um, on the very first episode, or I should say the introduction of this 12 Days of Christmas podcast series. Excuse me. It is believed to be a type of children's memory and forfeit game in which the singer must remember every verse or forfeit something if they make a mistake. Silent Night dates back to 1818. What began in 1818 as a modest performance outside of St. Nicholas Parish in Oberndorf, Austria, has become one of the most popular Christmas songs of all time. Translated into over 300 languages, Stille Nacht was written by a priest named Joseph Moore and composed by Franz Xavier Gruber in 1818. The song became popular among traveling folk singers and before long, it could be heard around the world. The English version we know today called Silent Night was written, was not written until 1863. O Tannenbaum dates back to 1824. The version of O Tannenbaum most of us are familiar with today was written in 1824 by Ernest Anschwitz, a well-known organist and composer for um, Leipzig, Germany. His version was based on a 16th century German folk song that pays homage to the steadfast nature of the Tannenbaum, which is the German word for fir tree. You all may be familiar with the song's English title, Old Christmas Tree. I love Nat King Cole's version because he actually sings the full song in German. When Aretha Franklin sings, Oh Christmas Tree, 
she switches up in the song and says, Oh, Tannenbaum. I like her version of Oh, Christmas Tree the best. It is beautiful. And check them out. Go to anywhere you get your music and check them out. Oh, Holy Night, 1847. Oh, Holy Night is based on a French poem titled, now forgive me because I I don't speak French, but I'm going to do my best on this. Menjit Christians, which is written by Placide Capoue at the pe- at the behest of parish of a parish priest. Who? That was a lot. You saw how my tongue got twisted up there. Composer Adolf Adams set the poem to music that same year, and it quickly gained popularity throughout France. When Capoue denounced the Catholic Church to join the socialist movement. The church responded by denouncing his beloved Carol. Ooh. The song made a resurgence after it was translated into English and introduced into America by John Sullivan Dwight. It came upon the midnight clear is from 1850. Edmund Sears wrote a five stanza poem titled It Came Upon the Midnight Clear in 1849. It was adapted by American composer Richard Storrs Willis in 1850 and set to a melody called Carol. Good King Whistless Law, 1853, published by hymn writer J- John Mason Neal. I wanted to call him Jason for whatever reason. I think it's because his name is John Mason Neal. This carol was based on the life of Whistless Lass the First. Duke of Bohemia. He was posthumously conferred as a king by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto I and also became the patron saint of Czech Republic. This is interesting to me because I didn't know um, King Wenceslas was an actual person. So this was nice to find out because I really like that song. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. 1855. The carol we know as Hark the Herald Angels Sing was originally titled Hymn for Christmas Day, was published in 1739 by Charles Wesley, leader of the Methodist movement, and brother John Wesley, the movement's founder. It was George Whitefield who adapted the text in 1753 to give us that familiar opener Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The melody was composed by Felix Mendelssohn and later adapted by William H. Cummings in 1855 to create the song that's popular today. Angels We Have Heard on High dates back to 1862. Citing the Gospel of Luke, this English carol is based on a French song called Les Anges Dans Nos Campagnes. I hope I said it right, because I don't speak French, but I did the best I could. The lyrics were written by James Chatwick, a bishop in 1862. His words were set to the tune Gloria, which was uh, arranged by Edward Shippen Barnes. I really like that song, too, especially the Gloria part. Old Little Town of Bethlehem, 1868. After visiting Bethlehem, Phillips Brooks was inspired to write about his experiences. Brooks, 
an Episcopal priest, shared the poem he had written with Louis Redner, his church's organist, and asked him to create a melody for it so they could perform it at an upcoming Sunday school service. In a single evening, Redner composed the tune that we know today. Reflecting on the success of the carol, Redner stated, Neither Mr. Brooks nor I ever thought the carol or the music to it would uh, live beyond that Christmas of 1863. Little did they know, it has lived on. What Child Is This? 1871 Written by William Chatterton Dix in 1865 and published in 1871, this carol explores what the shepherds present at the birth of Jesus must have been thinking when they encountered him. This song is set to the familiar melody, Greensleeves, a 16th century English folk song. Jingle Bells, 1885, written by James Lord Pierpont in 1857 and originally titled One Horse Open Sleigh. This Christmas classic was written as a Thanksgiving song. Wasn't even written for Christmas. Go Tell It on the Mountain, 1907. Proudly rejoicing the nativity of Jesus, Go Tell It on the Mountain was an African-American spiritual dating back to 1865. John Wesley Work Jr. was a composer and ethnomusicologist who compiled hundreds of spirituals and even composed a few, including Go Tell It on the Mountain in his work, American Negro Songs and Spirituals, a comprehensive collection of 230 folk songs and folk songs, religious and secular. So what do you think about what you've learned about all these songs? I know I have enjoyed this musical journey and I learned quite a bit about some of my favorite Christmas songs. I hope you did too. It was a lot of information and I was amazed to find out a lot of these songs date back, excuse me, a lot of these songs date back to the 1700s and the 1800s. I don't know where I thought they, how far back I thought they went, right? But man, they had to start somewhere, right? So yeah, that's crazy. Um, From timeless classics like the one we discussed today to modern hits, Christmas music truly has a way of bringing joy and warmth to our hearts. And I truly believe that because when I listen to them, like I said before, they just make me so happy. And I will actually lay on my bed at night and fall asleep listening to Christmas music. It's just, it's that soothing. I mean, it's it's great. So as we wrap up our discussion on Christmas tunes today, Get ready to shift gears because on the ninth day of Christmas, we'll be diving into a topic that adds a touch of artistry to the holiday season. We're going to be talking about gift wrapping. Yes, I learned a lot about gift wrapping and not necessarily about the artistry of how you wrap your gifts. I guess we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about what they used to wrap gifts in and things like that. But I really want to touch on something I found interesting, which is all of this wrapping paper that we're using. A lot of it's not even recyclable. 
so it's ending up in the landfills. So I'm going to talk to you about some options outside of that. And it makes me feel bad because I have still tons of gift wrapping paper left. But we'll talk about that on episode nine. Um, but before we go, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, what's your favorite Christmas song or memory associated with the holiday tunes? Share your thoughts with us on Instagram using the hashtag 12 days of Christmas podcast. So we can continue discussion and we can, you can go and talk about all of the episodes um, just using that, that hashtag 12 days of Christmas podcast. Remember that. Okay. So thank you all for joining me. And again, stay tuned for the next episode on the 12 days of Christmas podcast, episode number nine. And we're going to talk about gift wrapping. Alrighty. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving this podcast a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback not only brightens my day, but it plays a crucial role in spreading the word about us. Your support allows other fab folks just like you to discover this entertaining Ani CC Talks About It community. Mm-hmm.